Hello, this is Mark Tucker. And I'm Alan Furstenberg, and welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. How was your Thanksgiving, Mark? It was a good Thanksgiving. Just small, just the five of us, and uh, but it was good. There was this point uh, during the day where we were all kind of just buzzing around the kitchen doing different things. Um, my oldest son made the apple pie this year instead of me. I focused on the turkey, and you know we had people doing you know yams and yam casserole and gravy and all kinds of homemade rolls. So oh, it was it was it was fun. It was kind of a little chaotic, but it was the first year where everybody was like pitching in at the same time. Um, so it was it was fun. How about you? That yours? was great, great. No, mine was nice and quiet with uh, with just a couple of family members, and then some some Zoom chats with uh, with other friends and family. And that was, it was nice and relaxing, overall a nice relaxing day. And uh, thinking, Thanksgiving is a very introspective time for me. So I was thinking a lot about friends and family and, and, right. and people that I've been, uh, you know, come in contact with over the year, kind of based on our last episode in some ways. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. It's, um, we also had a Zoom call with the family that we typically have had um, Thanksgiving with. It's, you know, they live across the valley, so it's about an hour uh, drive, the Valley of the Sun, Arizona. Sorry, Phoenix. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but we had a nice Zoom call with their young uh, girls, and they, it was just fun and chaotic there, too. Um, just seeing them all, you know, trying to fight over the screen time and what to say. <laughs> But it, it just really warmed my heart. I know it, was, it wasn't the same as, as being together, but uh, it was definitely uh, good to, to be able to spend some time with them. Yeah, no, it's always good to, to be able to reach out to people that you know, you've got that connection with and to, to keep those connections alive. That's always good. So I, I was thinking about what we could talk about this week and uh, two things kind of came up. One was that in our voice lunch on Friday last week, uh, Andrew, who's a, a regular at Voice Lunch. Shout out to Andrew. Shout out to Andrew. Uh, commented that he'd been watching the show. And based on some of what we've been talking about recently, he decided to start moving some of his content to a content management system for his voice actions. Uh, and then you also recently published the next part in your series about uh, voice spies, uh, number spies talking about how you were using uh, CMS. So I thought maybe this is a, a good time for us to chat about, you know, what's a CMS in the voice world and what are the, the different ways we can use it? Yeah, so um, CMS content management system is where you put your stuff that you're gonna use, your assets and your, your text content. Um, typically it's been for the web world and, and then you know, also now for, for mobile. And there are dedicated content management systems, things like WordPress. Um, but there's also this new generation of content management systems called headless CMSs. And the idea with headless is that there is no head. Um, the head being the web page, uh, I guess. That's the way I look Hence at it. I the think, name, I guess. <laughs> I guess I, I always think of like, uh, you know, Ichabod Crane. And <laughs> I was going to say, I, I live very close to Sleepy Hollow. So oh, yeah. the legend of the Headless Horseman is very, very common around, this, around here in October. So that, yeah. So the Headless Content Management System being that you can put content in, but how you, where you're going to consume that content or where it's going to be could be a web app. It could be a mobile app, and it also could be a voice app. Now, I don't know that a lot of uh, content management system vendors have really caught on to this yet, but there 
is going to be a need for CMSs that are for voice, but. Oh, definitely. You know, I think one of the great things, one of the great explanations you have in your article is, is right up front about why you want to do this is, you know, changes to your content can happen without needing to recompile the content and code. It's, it's your second sentence there. And I think it really nails it about why you want to use it in the first place. Yeah, so um, if you put your content inside your code and a developer has to be involved in changing that, and you also then have to also um, republish your code, that is a cost. So developer dollars are more expensive than content author dollars would be in their time. And, um, and plus, you just have to then slot it into their backlog of things that they have to do. And there could be a two-week turnaround, depending on you know, if you're following a certain methodology or something. Um, so there are lots of reasons why you'd want to, to externalize that content. You know, I, I think one of, and in terms of cost, it's not just a cost in terms of monetary cost, it's also mm -hmm. time cost. Yep. You know, making sure that you've got a smooth pipeline to create new content um, with people who are specialized in creating the content or in tweaking the content. One of the things that, you know, is always major to me that, that I always think about is when I'm, when I'm building something, if I have a typo in what's being displayed, yeah. Um, or, you know, how much time does that take to correct? And sometimes if you do it wrong, it takes a long time to correct. Yes. And that can be a problem for, for some people. Uh, and it's worse in the voice world where these days the, um, you know, Google or Amazon could go change something in how the text-to-speech engine works or how the SSML engine works or little yep. tweaks that have suddenly made the, your, your carefully crafted script just yes. sound weird. <laughs> there, there are lots of times where I've, you know, suddenly been using my own action and it suddenly comes out at me in this high pitched squeaky voice. And I'm like, wait, that yeah. was not the voice I thought it was using. <laughs> um, and needing to go back in and, and tweak those things and being able to tweak just the content, just the text, just the audio, right. needs to be far easier than, than recoding all of your logic. Yeah, and so um, for this project, for Number Spies, I uh, picked a uh, content management system called sanity.io. Um, just, I hadn't been, you know, I used a CMS I, I'd done that a, a few years ago for a specific project. Thought it was a good choice to use the the particular uh, product that I chose, uh, Graph CMS. Uh, but I went looking for other ones just to see, kind of see what was out there. And one of the things about Sanity is that it's got some uh, benefits that you can just do some simple configuration files to define what your types are. And then um, every content management system needs some sort of a um, admin or an author a uh, web. Uh, website so you can go in and you can change your your content um, and so there is a, a sample project that would generate a whole website based off of these configuration files for the different uh, types that you have so uh, like in number spies there's a, a transit transmission and there's a you know trips and there's missions and there's all kinds of things that that happen inside of the game and so I just model those types and then it generates a, a web admin UI for me so that I can you know, add my content outside of uh, my voice app and then it gets published to some data store 
And then inside my voice app, I make an API call to retrieve, you know, basically do a query against the different types in my database to pull back the information I need. Now, this is actually one of the things I really like the most about what you were describing is the fact that you are creating these, these types. And I know if we were thinking about them in terms of uh, a web CMS, they would be things like component boxes or pages or, you know, different yep. elements on a screen. And yet here it is in a nice generic form so that we can say, you know, here's a, a generic thing and we'll figure out how to present it, but here's the structure that we need to store it in and yep. the structure that we need to manage it. Yeah, and what's, what's nice about some of these uh, systems and, and sanities in uh, particular is that the, there is a query language that is it's not uh, GraphQL, but it's uh, kind of along those lines where you specify this is the type that I want and, and you can do some filtering and you can also say only return back these properties off of this object and you get back this JSON object, which is very easy to consume mm -hmm. in a Node.js app. Um, and so th that's, that's really nice about th that the fact that it's, uh, there's an API. The API is simple to use and the, the, um, the content is easy to consume. Um, so that, that's something I really liked about about sanity now you just use this for i would say non-conversational content right yeah so uh, is there a distinction there there may or may not be but there's <laughs> there's there's content um where I, I see content as the this is what comes back the the text to speech that comes back and then i also see in this case game content um things like defining missions and and you know, secret encoded messages and things like that that are in the system. Now, you can go, I think, all in and have all that stuff in the database. Um, but in this case, in this particular case, partly because I had already, you know, for expediency, I'd already just started off with uh, doing the standard way, which the text-to-speech content is in a JSON file baked inside of your code, and um, I, I just, I just kept it there. Um, well, you know, I, it, it, no, it makes sense. And I think part of what is, you know, important when we're thinking about designing how we're storing this data is thinking, you know, where are we getting the data from? You know, one of, one of the things we like talking about a lot is how content is clean, about how, you know, yeah. in, in knowing where that content is coming from and where it's storing. So having that, some of that content in a CMS makes a lot of sense having it in some other database may make sense for your design. And I think right. it's important to, to say, it really is important on what, based on what your design needs to be. Yeah, so I've, I've had projects where everything has been in this single JSON file, all my um, you know, text strings that are gonna be for text-to-speech. And the advantage to that is that I can take that and I could go send it off to a translator and it could, you know, one file gets translated for other, you know, uh, languages and, and, we're, and we're good to go. So I've done projects where I've just done that. I've also done projects where I've done none of the, the text-to-speech inside of the project and that's all been in this external content management system. And so I've done the, you know, the extreme the other way and this one's kind of a hybrid where some of the stuff that, that that's kind of like the, the decoration around the content as far as what you're going to say, um, Kind of the main structure of the conversation is still in that JSON file. I don't see that changing very often, um, but then the game components are. 
Um, mm -hmm. You're going to add new missions and you're going to have new messages and, and things like that. So that part then um, is the part, you know, just think about what you think is going to change over time and then consider putting that in the content management system first. One of the things that I've done a lot of when, and this is actually what sparked uh, my multivocal library, was this notion of having both a, a core set of stuff that is going to be baked in and compiled in, but also needing on occasion to say, oh, you know, that no longer sounds right. I'm going to need to tweak that. Or yeah. I need to add additional phrases or I want to add additional phrases because it's, you know, a holiday season. I'd like some additional phrases during the holidays only. Yeah. Um, so a lot of what multivocal lets me do is have it in both places. So I have, you know, my responses both baked in as kind of a default, but also I've got hooks in so that if I want to add more phrases or change the phrases, I can do that using a database of some sort, you know, either, you know, mostly I tend to use a Firebase real-time database yeah. and for, for various efficiency purposes. Um, but being able to do that, I think it's, it's why we tend to start looking at CMSs because we realize, you know, baking everything in makes a lot of sense up until it doesn't. And then yeah. you want to, and then you suddenly need a way to yeah. do, you know, to do something else. So are you talking about like on multivocal, then uh, this stuff that's stored externally would be overrides to the things that are baked in? Yeah. One of, one of the principles that multivocal allows for is um well one of the core concepts is that everything is configuration so all of your text responses are part of the configuration okay um and then it says and your, con your configuration can come from anywhere and in fact it can come from multiple anywheres okay and different parts of your configuration can be defined in multiple anywheres so i define multiple configuration files for my text responses so I, I usually break it up into different components and one component will all be in one file and another component will be in another file. And then I'll say, and all of that can of course be overridden by any settings that I put into Firebase. So okay. that I can, you know, I can go and override what text sentences I'm, I'm using back or even, um, for example, one of, one of the other notions that multivocal allows for is to say, okay, after, after we, the user has, has hit this phrase five times, let's go to a shorter phrase. Let's use different things when, when, they're yeah. repeat, when they're repeats. Now, that threshold, I could say it's at five, and then over time I could say, you know what, maybe that really should be seven. Yeah. So I can just tweak the configuration to bump it up to seven. Now that's, that's really interesting. I like that. that um that the text evolves with the experience of the user. I've got some things that are, that are more baked in. It sounds like yours is more configuration, but you know, if this is the first time somebody uses this or I could count the number of times that they've called this mm -hmm. specific intent and after a certain time, then it just switches to a shorter mode or it could even be, well, if they haven't used it, you know, if they've used it um, over, um, four times this intent and the last time that they used it has been within the last month, two or, months or yeah, a month or whatever, yeah. then you can, you know, do the shorter. And then if not, then you can flip back to the longer one. Um, so I, I definitely like that, uh, that personalization feature, but yeah, there, I think there's a lot of that, um, 
that are st is still left to happen. One of the advantages of a content management system for, for video or for like image assets is that you can upload one image file and then you can query and have it come back um, in, in different, for different sizes. You can have it you know, auto-cropped to, to, you know, to a square or to you know, whatever uh -huh. it is that you, that you want. Something that I see a need for is that same type of thing for audio content. You know, be able to upload one audio file, but then you know, format it for different speakers to get the best quality that you can for each of the different speakers or different things like that. I don't know exactly how that would have to you know, differ and if, if, you know, if the processing is so much longer for audio that it would make it hard to do that, but it'd be nice to be able to have those no, types of features. It makes in. sense. And even if the, if the audio process, that means that the CMS should be able to load and manage you know, the two or three versions that it needs and just mm -hmm. know how to distribute them yes. at the correct delivery time or be able to deliver, you know, be able to upload a very large audio and be able to say, and I just want these five seconds of it and have yes. it manage that. Yeah. So those are, are very useful things I can see a CMS doing. I can also see the CMS, you know, one of, one of the things when you were uh, talking about the types and when I was reading about the types is being able to have attributes there to say things like, um, you know, this, resp this response applies to uh, this intent or this intent and these other criteria, these other conditions. Yeah. And then to make a query just with all that information and have it pick the appropriate response or responses and or just pick one appropriate response. Yeah, no, that, that, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I think there's this, this topic of CMSs is just going to get even bigger as more and more you know, developers um, in the voice world catch on that there's, uh, there's a need for it. I know there's a number of different companies that are, are trying to tackle uh, this problem and, and uh, just, just fun being part of the conversation and, and you know, trying to understand it and, and from, from the perspective of the projects that I work on. No, I agree. You know, and I think one of, one of the things I hope people get out of it is that a CMS is great, external storage is great, fine, but, but overall it's really finding the right tool that yeah. works for your needs. But overall, baking stuff in is probably not the best way to do it. I think yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's that's the shorter term. Yeah, so I think you you start as, as you start doing you know spending more hours doing this, you start realizing uh, this isn't something that I want to keep doing. I want to do yeah. something different here. Yeah, you know, I, I think you know one one of the lessons that I think we learned over in the web world, and then we relearned it in mobile, yeah. and now we're relearning it again in voice is separate that that separation of logic and content really is important you know it, it really makes yeah. for better systems i think we still need to learn how to do that you know we're we're just barely figured it out on the website i don't think we've gotten it yet on the mobile side um but we need to we need to figure it out in voice and i think i think cmss or uh their descendants whatever those might yeah. be mm -hmm. Are, part, are going to be part of that. Yeah, I would agree. Well, we'd love to hear if you're using a content management system or if you have CMS questions uh, as it applies to voice. Um, as always, we're here to, to help out. And if you've got great suggestions about CMSs that you're using or yes. best, best methods, we'd love to hear it as well and share. Exactly. So uh, thank you. This has been a, a great episode um, talking about content management systems. Always a fun topic.
Well, you take care. We're two voice devs. Two voice devs. Take care, everyone.